Welcome to Campfire Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's installment of Fireside Chats. Before we get started, I'd like to take a moment and remind our listeners of our Patreon. It is there where you will find behind-the-scenes and bonus content, along with Patreon-only segments of the show, where we deep-dive into different subjects. All that can be found at patreon.com forward slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. In addition to all the bonus content, you will also receive discount codes to use in our merch store. The link for that can be found via our link tree or in the episode description. Now, to today's guest. Today we will be interviewing one of our dear friends in the community and host of the podcast Hey Strangeness, Aaron Deese. Let's begin. All right, Aaron. How's it going? Jordan. <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> yeah. We've been warming Sorry, up for man. quite a while chatting, so. We have, dude. Like, I could talk to you for a long time. You're uh, you're a good person for talking to. Same, dude. It's, yeah. I've met a lot of people so far doing doing the show, and, like, every once in a while you meet one and you're like, even if we weren't into the same stuff, we'd be friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure, um, and I think you'll know what I mean when I say this. I'm pretty sure myself and uh, Matthew Shang, Mothboy Matt of the Mothboys podcast, I'm pretty sure that we were cloned from the DNA of the same ancient alien. Dude, um, I felt exactly the same way talking to Matt. Like, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes he's so much a, sense. He's such a great person. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just, wicked positive all the time and like yeah but in a real way not in that like saccharine sweet way like he genuinely yeah. has a beautiful view of the world you know yeah. yeah 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 he's just one of those people who you're like yes yeah thank you yes Definitely. more please thank you yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sorry okay so to get into it you told me that you've had a couple a couple experiences, anomalous experiences, you might call it. Yeah. So, okay. So I've never seen Bigfoot. Um, I've never seen a UFO. I've never seen uh, a, a ghost. Like, I've never had any of the, uh, I, I guess you could call them mainstream <laughs> <laughs> paranormal experiences. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't been out in the woods in the middle of nowhere and heard a whooping noise or a wood knock. Um, that hasn't happened to me. You yeah. Know? I'm sorry. I believe in those. <laughs> I know. I'm so disappointed by it. I'm so upset about it. Okay. Um, not to discount the experiences of people who like have had that happen. I believe in that stuff and I believe it's real. It, it just hasn't happened to me, yeah. but I, I, I've been to a couple places. I've seen a couple of things that I, I can't fit into the context of the mundane. Does that make sense? Yes. Things that just okay. kind of make you, 
to kind of expand your your view of what's viable and what isn't. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to tell me about one? I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd so, love to hear it. So here's the thing. I come from a very um, conservative Christian background originally. Um, and much of my life, the first 23 years, hey, hey, is I'm sorry, my cat. He's making a lot of noise. That's all right. <laughs> Go come for it, buddy. man. Come, come sit on daddy's lap and be quiet. <laughs> Hush now. Okay. So like I come from a really conservative Christian background originally. Um, conservative in the sense that there is a God that loves us all and wishes for all of us to be universally embraced. Um, not conservative in the sense of like, oh, the, the, the gays are bad. Like, yeah. no, my, my, my parents, my upbringers were not about that. Um, that's good. That's not. Yeah. And, and so I was, I was, I was brought up in an environment where the spiritual, the spiritual, <laughs> sorry, was very heavily embraced. Um, but embraced in a, in a healthy sense. Okay. Um, so I viewed everything through a very <sighs> biblical lens, I guess, yeah. for much of my life. You know, and I had some experiences that um, conservative, Christian, traditionalist, maybe, maybe traditional instead of conservative is the right word. Uh, traditional Christian types might describe as uh, possession. Um, okay. Demonic possession. <laughs> no, I, I, not on my own part. I've never been possessed. Like, I've never, you know, that didn't happen to me. But <sighs> there was a person who I knew very, very well, who I was very intimately acquainted with. And I'll be honest with you, Jordan, I've never talked about That's, this publicly yeah. before. Um, so, like, uh, if I stumble That's a little totally bit, fine, I apologize. That's totally fine, man. I appreciate like, you opening yeah. up about it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it, it, it happened, so I think it's important. Um, this is a person with whom I was intimately acquainted. So, like... I was familiar with their behaviors. I was familiar with their mannerisms. Like I knew the way they acted. Um, they just started acting different. They started using words that were not a part of their vocabulary. They started uh, taking on physical mannerisms that were not a part of their normal setup. Um, they were different. They behaved okay. in a different way. Um, and it could have been some kind of psychosis. It could have been uh, mental illness. It could have been play acting. But I honestly don't believe that that's what it was because I just, you know, when yeah. someone is being yeah. false, you know, if you know them well enough, um, they were acting differently and it was not behavior that I feel they could have or would have taken on okay. of their own accord. You can take my word for it or you cannot. Yeah, That's how it works with this stuff. Like with all of the paranormal, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe it is, maybe I mean, it how, isn't. You how know long what I did mean? that go on for? Um, 
Okay. Four to five hours. From probably about 3 p.m. or 3 p.m. 3 a.m. time we associate as being the witching hour um, to okay. shortly before sunrise. And they just they just behaved very oddly. And then they just kind of and they the just kind of period. snapped out of it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. They eventually okay. snapped out of it. Yeah. And that on its own would have been fine. Like, okay, maybe it was a, a mental thing or maybe it was an emotional thing. Like we, we, we don't, we don't know what our brains are going to do to us. Um, but, but we also found this spot in the woods near <laughs> to where I lived. Um, within the same weekend okay. during which this happened. And it was, just, it was a weird spot. There had been a house there. Um, it probably burned down. Uh, there was a tree stump with a cat skull sitting okay. on it. Like <laughs> just some weird shit, dude. Like, so, so you think just you, weird you shit. stumbled into some kind of like ritual space and that may have triggered the, what happened with, with the person. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm hesitant at any time to put conclusive answers on anything. Cause I don't, right. I don't know nothing, yeah. bro. Like <laughs> I'm just a dude with a couple tattoos and too many cats. <laughs> I don't know shit. Um, but yeah, like all of this stuff happened within the same three to four day span. Um, my friend and I stumbled onto this space in the middle of the woods uh, on the way back from visiting this really weird space in the woods. My friend confided in me about some things they had been through in their personal life, um, you know very significant things. Um, and then we get back to my house, the place we were staying that night. Um, and we get to talking about spirituality and, and demons, (laughs) demons, um, and possession and all those things. And then this, this, this person starts acting really, 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 really strangely. Um, And we have these multi-hour conversations about spirits and destiny and like, you know, oh, uh, this was meant to happen. This wasn't meant to happen. Like, ah, it it was a very surreal. If a person has read the works of H.P. Lovecraft, a very Lovecraftian experience um, in that I there, there are not adjectives sufficient to describe all of the feelings that I experienced that night. Um, but at the end of the day, it was really, really weird. I saw some weird shit and someone who I know better than the back of my own hand, who I'm still intimately acquainted with, uh, 20 years later, we're still very close. Um, acted really, really, really strangely. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's that's so that's the extent of my experience. No, I'm sorry, I took okay. a long time um, to tell you that story. Like when it was happening, did it feel like you were you were spending time with? Did it feel like you were in the room with someone else? Like it yes. felt like the person you knew just wasn't yeah. there anymore. 
Yes. Um, I think that's why the term possession passes through my mind so much when I think about it, because like, this is a person whose behavior and mannerisms and general demeanor I was very, very intimately acquainted with. And even 20 years later, because we're still, we're still in contact and we've talked about this multiple times. Um, and they remember it and they said, yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, it was still very, very far outside the realm of their normal behavior. Um, so they remember the they they yeah. remember that night, like okay. yeah, yeah. That's one thing that's very interesting to me about it because I was probably okay. fourteen, fifteen when it happened, um, and like you know, teenagers. You're a teenager. You don't know shit. You remember things yeah. the way you want to remember them. But having another person who remembers that that sorry remembers that same experience. Um, it makes me stop. It makes me go, okay, so something happened there that night other than yeah. me just imagining shit. I mean, you and I both do, we do research, right? Like that's, that's what we do. So like, yeah. if you were reading that account, you would call that confirmation, right? Yeah. Yeah. If I were not, the experiencer, if I were a researcher and I read about it on JSTOR or maybe even Reddit, um, my cats are doing the same thing as yours. They're just yeah. like running up from all angles. Um, I would I would stop and go, okay, well, clearly something happened here other than a person imagining yeah. shit. Um, unless they made it up. Like, those are the two alternatives. Either I experienced something really strange or I made it up. Um, I I didn't make it up (laughs) and it's up to the listener, whoever they may be to, to determine whether or not I'm telling the truth, but I I didn't fucking make it up. Like, (laughs) no, when that happened, when researching a situation like that, you would, those are the two options you'd be weighing, right? Like either these two people are confirming, you know, the same story or they're just working together to make it up. Right. But that that question goes yeah. away when you're yeah. one of those people, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Personally, so yeah. like you know that the first account is true because it's your own experience, and then to have it confirmed by someone mm-hmm. else who was there is, you know, that's as that's as affirming as something could be, right? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, absolutely. I don't know about you, but I don't remember a ton of shit from when I was 14 or 15. You know what I mean? Most of that just kind of blurs together at this point. So, yeah, I remember the clothes I wore and I remember, I remember yeah. some of the girls I crushed on, but like, I don't yeah. fucking know. A couple like, of firsts <laughs> along the way. Your brain is a whirlwind of, yeah, your brain is a whirlwind of, of, uh, hormones and stupidity when you're that age that being said (laughs) the fact that you both recall this incident in my mind puts some puts some um significance on it you know because it okay if it was just some like some one-off thing that you guys both sort of remembered but maybe the accounts were a little different you know you remember them a little differently 
or neither of you remember it at all. And it probably wasn't much, right? But that's not the case. You both remember it. Your memories of the event line up and it's 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I would say probably what happened affected you more than you even realized at the time. You're probably right, dude. Um, Damn. I've talked about this a little bit, uh, but I've never really talked about it publicly. If I'm going to put it in a category, it was um, what conservative Christians would define as spiritual warfare, quote unquote. Uh, You know, maybe demonic activity, maybe whatever. I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened. It was weird. Just something got a hold of your friend. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was enough for me to stop and go. There are things in the universe that we have not figured out yet. Yeah. Which is kind of a, I don't know, it's kind of a nice feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I know it can be scary yes. in the moment, for sure. But, like, I feel like it's it's kind of, I don't know, to me, it's kind of freeing to know that there's mystery. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that it's okay that you don't understand it completely. Yeah. I really like the idea that the... uh Lovecraftian concept of the universe is a real thing. Like um, H.P. Lovecraft wrote horror in a sense that um, everything is far bigger and far more terrible than you or I or any human person right. will ever understand. Um, and I think that's, I yeah. think that's real. <laughs> I think that's a real thing. Um so yeah, yeah, I like the idea that everything is is so big and so vast that we just we're not we can't yeah. we're never gonna get. I think it. we can't. I think that's why Lovecraft has stood the test of time is because whether you believe in the in the weird anomalous you know parts of the world or not, Lovecraftian horror is a direct metaphor for the existential dread of being a human being. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, the, the universe, yes. you're just this tiny yes. speck floating in the middle of this vast universe filled with things that you have no control yes. over. And like yes. that, that shit is scary. Have you seen, uh, have you seen, I'm sure you have. Um, if you haven't, that's okay though. No judgment. <laughs> like, sorry, I should stop predicting things cause I don't know anything. Have you yes. seen, um, arrival? Yep. The movie. Okay. Yeah. So you know how like uh, there's people coming out from the alien spaceship and they've gone and they've like, you know, gone up there and tried to and they're they've lost their yes. fucking minds because they saw the aliens but the aliens were so far beyond yeah. anything they could comprehend. Like I really honestly and truly believe that's how the universe is. It's so vast and so infinite and so Lovecraftian, you know, if we could apply that as an adjective. It's one of my favorite adjectives. um, That like we we can't. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Like I love it. I love it. Cthulhu is the perfect monster um, because it's so far beyond anything we can understand or anything we can perceive. Uh, But it also fits within our concept of like what a monster is, you know, big, powerful, scary. Uh, No, I just, I I love that idea. I love the idea of things that are so big and so vast and that exist in 
universes where the rules are so different from ours yeah. that we just can't. Yeah. We can't process. And I think, it. yeah, just as, as that direct metaphor, I think anyone who's ever had trouble making rent would agree that life has tentacles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. It's just, <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, it's perfect. Yes. I work in, um, I won't go too deep into this because that's not what anybody came for. I work in property management. Um, I manage apartments and like uh, the idea of rent as an entity with tentacles, like I'll back that up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here for it. I mean, (laughs) I'm here for it. I mean, tell me trying to stay in the black isn't existential dread, right? That's, it's there. For sure. For sure. And this was like, you know, Lovecraft was writing these, coming crafting these metaphors well before late stage capitalism. <laughs> In the early 1900s, yeah. bro. Like, damn, damn. I, I don't know how many people necessarily realize this, but um, Robert E. Howard, the guy who created Conan mm-hmm. the Barbarian, he and H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft, they were contemporaries. They were friends. Um Robert E. Howard killed himself shortly after H.P. Uh, Lovecraft died. Like they, yeah. they were around at the same time. Sorry, no, you didn't ask me about that. That's just something yeah, I think people should absolutely. Know. No, it's those those always blow my mind when you like you know about this historical figure and this historical figure, and then you found out like they used to have dinner together. You know? Yeah, they it's were amazing. friends. Yeah, like, dude. When, the first time I found out that like Alistair Crowley used to hang out with, um, used to hang out with, oh my God, I'm blanking his name. The guy who founded Wicca. Ah, uh, I know who you're talking yeah. about. I can't remember like, his name. Yeah. They were friends. They like, man, could you imagine going to those dinner parties? You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> man, with like Madame Laveau and Alistair Crowley and all the man. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Laveau. I've yeah. been to Madame Laveau's grave. It's uh Is it's that surreal. in yeah. uh in Louisiana? Isn't that in New Orleans? Yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. New Orleans. That's yes, the sir. cemetery yeah. number one or We've been to New Orleans a couple times. Yeah. yeah. St. Louis Cemetery number one. Yeah, yeah. It it, it <sighs> I, I tend to have powerful emotional responses in cemeteries. I don't know why. I don't know why. It could be self-imposed. It could be, you know, your boy going, oh, there's dead bodies here. I guess I better be better be emotional yeah. about it. I don't know. Um, but I've been to St. Louis Cemetery number one and number two a couple of times. And it, it, it's it's a beautiful and and wonderful sort of place like anytime i go there it's like being embraced by a friend um like hello we're resting uh welcome to this place i don't know it's really hard to describe it's hard to describe but yeah yeah they're beautiful beautiful places yeah i understand Mm -hmm. that completely because like i don't know my my dad used to take me to this um, burial mound 
this there's a huge um ceremonial burial mound that was like a native native american burial ground it's like two hours from where i grew up Hmm. and my dad used to take me there like once a year and we would just sort of like walk the grounds i was actually talking to jeff from strangeology about this because he posted a picture of that burial ground today on instagram and like yeah for sure i love jeff and just like the feeling being there you can you can feel it in the air it's like i don't it's so hard to describe like my dad always called it hollowed ground right and like just yeah he would talk about like how important it is to go to places like that and like feel the i don't know like the the energy of life you know what i mean that that stays there over hundreds of years Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and that was like a really impactful thing for me as a young man for sure so i get what you're talking about with cemeteries like it's you can feel that you're somewhere different you know what i mean like some there's something here yes that that changes yeah 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 it's it's definitely there yeah it's a real thing like something um you could describe it as elemental or you could describe it as as spiritual or or uh, physical or some combination thereof i don't know i don't know anything i'm just a guy um but you walk into a place like that where you know people's loved ones people's friends family what have you are interred and like it 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 has an effect it has a an emotional i don't know it takes a toll on you not in the sense of like oh oh, i went to a cemetery pay attention to me no not like that but like wow this was a real experience this is real energy these are these are things that I've felt and experienced having having placed my feet on this particular ground. Yeah. It's so hard to describe. I hope I'm I hope I'm not doing it no too much it's, injustice. It's impactful. It really is. It's like it stays with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's I would I mean I yeah. remember those trips to that to that burial ground it just to the to those mounds. It that feeling would stay with me for weeks sometimes, you know, afterward. Yeah. And to have that like perspective shock when you're like, I don't know, 12 years old is like, yeah, I think it may have stayed with me longer because I was, you know, such when you're that age, you're just an open book to the world, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I don't know. I contribute a lot of my, my interest in this side of reality to, you know, between that and, and growing up, you know, falling asleep every night to the radio in the kitchen playing coast to coast, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That was pretty much my childhood. (laughs) So that that explains a lot of it. That's cool. Um, my childhood was a Godzilla, Star Wars, the Twilight Zone, dude, and here we are. Yeah, that <laughs> that makes way more sense than it should. <laughs> <laughs> I found there's a lot of uh, 
there's a lot of crossover between the uh, Daikaiju Ega giant monster movie and um, paranormal communities. Like, there seems to be yeah a common yeah, love definitely. There. I could see that. Yeah, like like you know, just according to the law of averages, like it seems like there are a lot of people who are interested in and know who Mothman is, and also. Yeah, really like Godzilla. Like I just, yeah, I've, definitely I've noticed that. I mean, yeah. I don't know how many of these interviews I've done slash seen where the background has Godzilla and Mothra statues on someone's book on someone's bookshelf. I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can oh, see yeah. them from here, but this entire yeah. back wall here, um, this <laughs> bookshelf. Um, that entire wall behind, that you can see behind me here yeah, on my right is awesome. Godzilla stuff. Like all, all yeah. of it, all of it. Yeah, a lot of crossover. a lot of Mothman slash Mothra fans, yeah. for sure. Yes. So speaking of the community, yes. I I want to talk a little bit about your podcast because yes, please. Oh, thank. First you. off, you have a great show. I love it. Like. You guys cover stuff that I don't get anywhere else. And I really appreciate that. Like, I know you guys kind of started with Texas, right? Where you're from. You were covering a lot of stuff in Texas. But you've kind of, over the last couple months, you've kind of been sliding below the border. And getting into some Mesoamerican. and You know what I mean? Have you been yeah, enjoying that? Yeah. So we we started. Yeah, it's been it's been a fun time, dude. Like we started with uh, folklore and mythology that was common to or central to Austin, San Antonio, Central sure. Southwestern Texas, um, just out of convenience yeah. because it was close to us. Uh. And then, like, you know, we covered not everything (laughs) that's within a few dozen miles of us because there's so much. Austin and San Antonio and the surrounding areas are just, like, haunted as shit, dude. Texas is filled with weird. (laughs) It's such a weird place. So many people have died here. And I, I... We've got... We've got Sasquatch sightings. We've got UFO sightings. We've got... Uh, skinwalker adjacent legends like you know like shape-shifting shaman types um we have uh, la llorona the 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 crying woman uh we have la lachuza the the owl witch wizard yeah. thing <laughs> like oh that's a whole thing on Dude, its own. northeast texas you know, even has um ozark howler sightings like Yes. It's everything. Yes. You're lucky to to be living in a state that's and the, further, the size of a country, to be fair. There's we so really much are, bro. Like, for real. Like, sometimes I get upset about living in Texas because, like, you know, I'm a fairly yeah. progressive individual and, and Texas is not the most progressive <laughs> yeah, landmass in the country. But, like, <laughs> from a from a 40 in paranormal perspective like there's so yeah. much weird shit here um and there's so much to investigate so like it it really is a privilege to be in central yeah. southwestern texas um you know yeah i mean yeah. unfortunately we're in indiana 
that has like two cool legends ever. And that's it. That's it. <laughs> we have a lot. We do have a lot of haunted houses, right? A lot of like supposedly haunted yeah. places. But like apart from the, mm-hmm. you know, the like high school drive out here to get spooked type urban legends. There isn't a whole lot here in Indiana. Like we have okay. mud mermaids, which are pretty cool. Um, yeah, That's mud cool. mermaids. What? They were sighted. Wink. We don't have mermaids. Like what? Um, That's cool. They were sighted in the 1920s, the 30s, and again in the 60s. Um, but they're these kind of okay. like river dwelling mer people and they're not like Disney mermaids they're described quite hideous <laughs> as being pretty hideous but like okay okay we have that and then we have of course the beast of busco which is just a giant mm-hmm. turtle um, I was yeah. gonna say that's turtle right like that, that's pretty much all okay. Indiana has like I was actually pretty okay. happy recently because um I'm going to get the title right. Nightcaller's Bigfoot. Um, yes. Lauren Smith. Nightcaller's Bigfoot yeah. Radio. Nightcaller. That's the title? Yes. Okay. Recently, yeah. she yeah, yeah, released yeah. an episode where she talked with a guy who had several Bigfoot sightings in Indiana, which was new to me because Indiana does not. I mean, they don't let a full acre sit without plowing it up to plant corn. They just don't. Okay. Like, you get these strips of of forest between cornfields. Are you familiar at all with the works of um, comedian Jim Gaffigan? Also of Indiana. Where he's like... Okay, yeah, where he's like, we're from Indiana, and we're going to move. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Please continue what we you were saying. I just was yeah. wondering if you No, I mean it's yeah, it's real. Like <laughs> we grew up in in a state where your favorite band would be on tour and they would go you would be reading down the list of dates and it would go like you'd get to the Midwest and start getting excited and it was like Columbus, Cincinnati, Dayton, all in Ohio and then the next date would go Chicago and you're like fuck. <laughs> No Indiana dates. Like everyone skips Indiana. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's yeah, a, it's a state. I guess. <laughs> Which I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to figure out why that is exactly. I mean, Indianapolis, our capital, is it's like the fourteenth largest city in the U.S. It's not like it's not small. Hmm. It's a pretty big city right too small like yeah no one wants to come here (laughs) i don't know why we're from indiana yeah we're gonna exactly (laughs) um but yeah sorry back to like you you started your podcast what in july of last year was when you first launched it yes also, bro, never apologize to <laughs> okay. me for anything. Like, you're awesome. You, you're so cool. Like, don't apologize. But yes, uh, July of last year, around the same yeah. time that you guys, yeah, I think just a few weeks show, before us. Like, 
Because we started at the okay. end of July. Okay. And you, I think you guys launched at the very beginning, okay. right? Like the second or third of July. I want to say our first episode was the second or third. Um, I can I can tell you the exact date. Okay. Using this app on my phone. Um, Nailed it. July second. July second right. of last year. But yeah. Really good yeah. recall, dude. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but you were a part. You were kind of like in the in this little community of ours before you launched the show, right? Yeah. Um, so right. Clubhouse, you know, the voice chat app um, that rose to prominence fairly early, probably the spring of, uh, 2021 last year. Um, probably March to, to May, somewhere in there. And I joined the clubhouse community. Um, and I just started searching paranormal Bigfoot UFOs, like things like that. And I joined a few clubhouse groups that were central to those topics. Um, and the main one that that really had an impact on me was the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse group run by our mutual yeah. friend Jeremiah Byron. So like I got on Clubhouse and I was like, I want to talk about weird shit with <laughs> people on Clubhouse. That was my whole objective. Um, and through Instagram, I stumbled on the uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot ugh, stumbled on the Bigfoot Society clubhouse group um and it was super inclusive and super nice and super welcoming and and uh it it definitely definitely got me got us to where we are today like without this connection to the community through clubhouse we wouldn't have probably grown to the point that we've grown so i think a lot of us could say that yeah yeah like yeah yeah like just the collaborative na- nature of of everyone of what everyone's doing it's yeah it's incredible yes it, it connected us to of course jeremiah byron um the bigfoot society like <laughs> i can never say enough nice things Dude, about the jeremiah. world doesn't have enough nice um, for jeremiah byron <laughs> It doesn't. It doesn't. And listen to me. Listen to me. You have something bad to say about Jeremiah? <laughs> Come to my house. Come to my house. I'll give you my address. We'll have <laughs> goddamn words. Like, <laughs> I've never heard anybody no. say anything bad about Jeremiah, but I think that's important to put out there. Like, <laughs> if you have something bad to say about Jeremiah, <laughs> I will fight you. Dude. Um <laughs> Yeah, because if you had something bad to say to him directly, he would probably just like thank you for your opinion. And <laughs> yeah. yes, <laughs> he'd be like, "Okay, well, right. thank you. Um, yeah. I hope you have a great day. I respect your opinion <laughs> yeah. about Bigfoot. Like, nobody better tell me a goddamn negative thing about Jeremiah Byron because I will straight up Dude, bite your throat." I, perfect um, example. He was recently on an episode of On Wednesdays We Talk Weird with with Ashers, right? Did you listen to that? Yes. 
my girl Asher's. Yes, I did. I love, I love Dude, Asher's. I love Pat. He's so They're nice. So Jeremiah is so nice that he couldn't come up with a, a make-believe example of saying something rude to someone. It was the <laughs> yes. most endearing thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, He's yeah. just such a genuinely good person. His example was, like, oh, you, so, so-and-so saw Bigfoot? How about not? <laughs> that was his example of being rude. Because <laughs> he's such a nice yeah. guy. Legit. And because of him, because of the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse group, which eventually became the... Yeah. Cryptozoology Club because he he changed the name. He changed the name of his own clubhouse group in the interest of being more inclusive, yeah. bringing more people in. Um trying to make more people feel welcome. That's why the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse group became okay. the Cryptozoology Club. I didn't know that. Um he's not going to Yeah, he's not yeah. going to brag about that, but it's true and I think people should know that. Um, because of the Cryptozoology Club, I, I became acquainted with um, Sarah Cooper of the American Snallygaster Museum, uh, uh, Danner Safer Sprague of Conjure Dust Designs, Mothboy Matt of the Mothboys Podcast, uh, Kenzie Gleason, yeah. you know, who is Kenzie of the Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls, also Heather Cordray of the Manic Pixie Dream Ghouls, uh, Jeff foreign from strangeology uh alexander petikoff heather mosier like there are so many names of people whose work i admired and was a fan of and i came to like know them and get to meet them because of the cryptozoology club because of jeremiah byron and I, i just I can never give him enough. Dude, the other day I told honestly. him, with what you've done here, you can legitimately start putting community organizer on your professional resume. Like, legitimately. I mean, so many of us are connected now because of the work he's done. Like, it's... Yes. It's it's yes. something to behold, what he's, what he's done. He's a... He is a fantastic, wonderful, elemental yeah. force of a human being. And, like, I will die on this hill. Um, uh, Sarah Cooper of the American Snallygaster Museum is the queen of modern cryptozoology. I'll die on that hill. Uh, Jeremiah Byron is everyone's kind, wonderful cousin, yep. big brother, a best friend yep. that you didn't know you had. I'll die on that hill. Uh, you know. That's those are yeah. just those are feelings I have. I feel very strongly about. It's yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. He there are some people who who get who get fans, who get, you know, who are successful because they hustle. And Jeremiah definitely hustles, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. He but does, dude. There you For pair real. with that just how genuinely sweet of a person he is. And I think that's the key to how mm-hmm. successful he's he's becoming. Is like, and he'll tell you his yes. one piece of advice that he gives over and over and over again is be nice and make connections. Be nice. Yes. 
be kind, make connections. And don't like yes. force connections. Yes, be dude. a nice guy and people will remember you. <laughs> be a nice yeah. person. Yes. And he just he just he exemplifies that. He embodies that. Um I, I, I honestly I can't I can't say enough nice things yeah. about Jeremiah. So yeah. I'm sure he'll hear yeah, this. He'll be at blushing one point. through the whole thing. <laughs> Probably. I love you, brother. You're an amazing guy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank well, you. now that the Jeremiah Byron Stan portion of the show has passed, <laughs> we can <laughs> look. I always appreciate a, a a section like that. So. I'm into it. Now I'm going to ask you a huge question. You ready? You prepared? Yes. Hit me. I'm, I, I maybe. I'm <laughs> Who's your favorite <laughs> author? Oh, fiction or nonfiction? Overall. Damn you, Jordan. <laughs> Damn you and your insightful questions <laughs> that I don't have simple answers Look, I said to. this question was okay. huge, and I wasn't lying. Uh, uh, <laughs> fuck. Okay, here we go. So, like, it depends on the day that you ask me, dude. Like, honestly. Because, like... I'm asking you today. <laughs> I've been reading... Yeah. Ah, today, today, 100%. Um, like, okay, all time, okay. forever, John Keel. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm sorry to be cliche. Oh. You know, I know a lot of us. It's, it, 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 oh, John Keel, he wrote the Mothman Prophecies. He wrote Project Trojan Horse. He wrote The Eighth Tower. You know, I hate to be cliche, but there is so much work in there that is yeah. so important. Um, that he did. And it, it, it's impossible to, in my opinion, it's impossible to be a person that is interested in Fortean phenomena and separate yourself from the works of John Keel. I, I just don't think, I, don't I think, think that's perfectly fair. I'd, honestly, I think if you're into this <sighs> stuff and you don't have eighth tower on your bookshelf or in your Kindle, if you're a responsible person, um, unlike me, yeah. If you if you haven't experienced <laughs> that that book in particular was hugely impactful on me. Um, but like if you yes. do it, now you will be better for reading that book. It's yeah, yes. And I'm not. I don't necessarily think that Keel yeah had it all figured out. Um, and he he will even he would even tell you in his own writings. I don't have it all figured out. These are just yeah. the things I've observed and therefore written down. Um, but like the eighth tower, the Mothman prophecies and strange creatures from time and space. If you read those three books, I think you get a really good, really balanced cross section of paranormal it, literature, paranormal speculation, reporting, paranormal lore. Yeah. Yeah. It's yes. all in there. Yes. Because that's what he was. He was a guy that that went to places, talked to people, and wrote yeah. down things. That was his shtick. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that's a solid yeah. choice. I mean, I know you said I don't want to be cliche, but like things become cliche for a reason, right? There's a reason he's cited over and over and over again. Yeah, because he did landmark work. 
Yes. Starbucks didn't get to be Starbucks by right. shitting no. in a cup. It's, like, yeah. you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> they made a thing that people liked. And I got, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not saying John Keel is the, the Starbucks equivalent <laughs> of the paranormal, but like the things he wrote down, the investigations that he engaged in, the conversations he had, he did things that no one to this day yeah. has replicated. I, you know, and I am a, I am a fan and acolyte of Micah Hanks, Lyle Blackburn, Ken Gerhard, uh, a lot of these guys, Nick Redfern. Um, I adore them. And I think that they're amazing. I don't believe anyone has quite yet to do what John Keel did. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah, and that's a that's another that's another hill I'll die on. <laughs> Jeremiah Byron deserves <laughs> all of our respect and love. Uh, Sarah Cooper is the queen of modern cryptozoology. I will bite anyone on the throat <laughs> who disagrees with me. No one has yet quite done what John Keel did. I, I, I those are three things. Honestly, I, I don't know if I don't know if any of those. I don't know if anyone, particularly the the people you just named, are even trying to do what John Keel did. You know what I mean? I think they're not. I think he's like a an no. entity all his own, almost at this point, right? Yes. Like, as anomalous are yes. the things that he reported, I think his time on Earth is almost just as anomalous. You know, I think. Yes. Yeah. I would like, agree with you. The things he did, the things he experienced, the the insights that he offered, like it's nothing like it ever happened before or after. Yeah. No. No. It makes you wonder, um, you know, we, we still have the teachings of uh Zoroasterism and and of course you know Jesus and like we, we we keep these things in our literature it makes you wonder like a thousand years from now if the writings of John Keel are still in the zeitgeist in yeah. our in our public record how might we yeah. view them you Definitely. know what I mean I'm yeah that's a huge that's a huge thought right that that could put a lot of weight on on almost anything that any of us are doing, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a solar flare happens and deletes the internet and destroys all this shit that we've made. But like, you printed out your notes from a podcast yeah. episode that you produce, and you put them in a box and you buried it in the ground, and then an archaeologist finds it. Yeah. Three thousand years from now, and they're like, "Holy shit! This is how yeah. their entire culture was." Yeah. Like, <laughs> man, that's scary. <laughs> scary. Imagine if their shit, entire dude. view of our culture was like, was like my my fucking notes on the Ozark Howler. <laughs> like, yeah. I always like, I like the idea that like, you know, oh, the Greeks worshipped this thing and the Aztecs worshipped this thing and Mesopotamians worshipped this thing. What if they didn't actually worship those things? What if they were just like, right. What if they were children's characters? 
their version of yeah right. their version of pokemon their uh their their goddamn right they're santa claus like we're not based on yeah yes exactly exactly i mean i feel like that's a a valid a totally valid possibility you know what i mean like we yeah. we know slightly more than that future archaeologist would know in the situation where he finds the box i buried in my yard you know what i mean like just a little bit yes. more than that like flash flash forward a hundred thousand years are you more likely to find an image of jesus yeah or pikachu I, yeah i, I, I don't know one of those right <laughs> <laughs> one of them but which yeah. one i don't know i mean or an image of like the rock <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah yes maybe they find some leftovers from Dwayne the 90s Johnson. and they end up thinking we all worshiped like peewee herman and jackie chan you know like exactly yes like what if what if future humans make a complete transition back to analog yeah. media mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they 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 can play uh beta tapes they can play vhs's they can play yeah. shit like that you know what i mean like the internet the internet's gone there's been a solar flare there's been an alien uh radiation sure. beam i don't fucking care but the internet is gone it's totally gone so all that is left is is physical magnet media like they're not gonna know about most of the shit that we've made in in the the last last 40 years years. you know what i mean yeah yes yeah like they're gonna watch star wars Mm -hmm. if they can find it in its original you know format and they're gonna be like this was their religion this is this these people yeah. could they were wizards they could they they had yep. laser swords <laughs> Dude, the only they're yeah. gonna think it's all the only real. music they'd have access to is like music recorded on four track recorders like reel to reel like man, yes that'd, that'd be the best thing about yes that. <laughs> yeah because like 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 straight up guys anybody who listens to this the internet's going to get deleted eventually. Something's going to happen. There's going to be a solar flare. There's going to be a, a radiation beam from from space. There's going to be a, a, an uprising of ghosts. I don't fucking know. The internet's going to get deleted, kind of, you guys. Like, chaos Some and kind chance. of worldwide EMP. Yes, something's going to happen. How many documentaries have you seen where they're like, oh, if the sun does this, the internet's going to go away. Like, I, I, Right. It's gonna fucking happen. So like print your shit. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Make a print book. your shit. Yeah. Yes. That's the yes. that's the main takeaway. That's the main thing I would like to convey to the audience. If you have thoughts, print them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Alright. So Strange Conversations. Yes. Is um first off, it's awesome. It's like one of the things that I look forward to every week now. Like, oh man, thank you. Honestly, when you release those graphics with like the upcoming people that are going to be on it, 
I I add those dates and titles to my personal calendar. <laughs> oh man, thank yeah. you, thank you. Really. Yeah, I love it, and like I'm blown away how, by how like comfortable you are doing like going live on Instagram because <laughs> like we did one for that giveaway the other day and it was a mess. I'm sorry I missed that. Um, I've been I've been falling asleep at like. 9 p.m. local time. No, it's time. okay. <laughs> it's totally okay. Yeah, honestly, you didn't miss much. Like, my my wife knew that I was nervous about it, so she decided to try to make me feel better by fucking with me through the whole thing. <laughs> like, if you go back and watch it, you can see that she's like, throughout almost the whole thing, she's like tossing little like little balls of um tissue that she's like ripped a little <laughs> off a tissue and made a ball and she's like trying to catch them in my beard through the entire live yeah. <laughs> that's great though no like yeah. I, I enjoy I enjoy the live format um, I, I realized fairly early on in my you know paranormal blogger podcast or whatever the fuck you want to call it career <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> That I enjoy the live format. Um, and that's really because of Paranormality Magazine, um, Jack Kirby. Yeah. He uh, set up live interviews with um, Jody Cook of the North American Dogman Research Project um, for me and uh, a few other interviews. And I was like, holy shit, I really like doing this stuff live. Like, it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> So I just started reaching out to people that I know and I was like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do a live, a live chat with me? Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like really with nothing to offer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have 50,000 followers. I don't have, you know, a huge commercial return on this stuff. Um, but the first people I reached out to, uh, about doing one were um, Joss and Monique of Bright Light Paranormal. Yeah. Um, and I just, I love the shit out of them. They are a fantastic people. They have a fantastic show. Yeah, they um, really do. Th- have you listened to them? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They actually, they reached out to us on Instagram and like offered some kind words. And I was like, these, this looks familiar how do I know this? And like, and I ended up figuring out that they were, you know, connected with you and you had done stuff with them in the past. And I was like, I got to listen to this. So I went they are, and they it's are really good. Yes. They are humans that I sincerely love. Um, they're one of the three podcasts that I listened to that over, over a course of several months. Yeah. Um, where I was like, Hey, I could, we could do this. Like we could, we could yeah. make a show. We could talk about weird stuff. Um, they are, are. They are. They're a couple, also, right? Yes, they're they're a married couple, and they have a, a wonderful dynamic. And they they yeah. they're just cool as shit, dude. Like <laughs> I can't yeah. say enough things that are nice about Joss and Mo. Like I really like adore the shit out of them. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's that's who got you started on the I mean that's that was the first people who did one of your strange conversations. Yes, they were our first our first episode. 
Um, Strange Conversations really just started because I wanted an excuse and a vehicle with which to talk to people that I like um, on Instagram live. Yeah. Like that's it. <laughs> do you find that I like, do you find that some people are like, are nervous about going live rather than just recording an interview? Um, some, some of them, some of the folks that I've talked to have been like, uh, I'm not used to the live format. And I'm like, ah, that's okay. Yo, like I've only been doing this for a couple months. So I'm not either. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple, a couple of the guests that we have coming up for March have been like, oh, I don't know about the live format. And I'm like, ah, oh, neither, neither do I. Like, yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right on. I think, I think it's cool because we just recently started doing these fireside and like, I feel like a lot of people add like a, or feel the, that they need to add like an interview component to their show like you've done that in a way that like it's a separate product from your podcast you know what i mean like so down the line like when you do say have fifty thousand followers which is bound to happen eventually like you'll have people that are there for the conversations and you'll have people that are there for the podcast and not necessarily both yeah you know yeah that to me that's really interesting like you can become this like hub for for all the different and separate things that you do that's that's a, that's kind of my goal like um some people really dig the live interviews some people really dig the uh topic specific podcast you know but yeah. like there's a there's a niche in the middle where folks are interested in both um people like me and those are the people that i'm really hoping to kind of hook yeah 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 and like you know i'm sure some people will follow you because they love the magazine and you know what i mean i just think it's cool that you're like reaching out and doing these separate these very separate things right i'm trying but it's all you right i'm trying yeah yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be I wouldn't be working with Paranormality uh, magazine if it wasn't for Cody Turk, because um, he's yeah. he's a, a San Antonio, you know, headquartered guy, um, and he reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, I like the work you do. Uh, would you be interested in writing for Paranormality?" And I was already following Paranormality just because, like, you know, I I try to follow all of the hashtags that are are relevant to what I'm. I'm doing and what I'm interested sure. in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of us do that. Yeah. Um, so when Cody, uh, DM'd me and was like, Hey, do you want to write for paranormality? I was like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. absolutely want to do that. Um, yeah, that's how I that felt kinda... when you asked me <laughs> yeah. like no fucking shit. I want to write for paranormality. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, I, I, why are you even asking? Of course, yes. Yeah. Just tell me what you want, like, and I'll exactly. make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's like basically it. what my first my first exchange with Jack was. Like, tell me what you want, and I'll make it. I, <laughs> yeah. I'll make it. Yeah. yeah. Mine was pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, what Just does like, the magazine hey, need? And I will fill that need. I promise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want you want me to write a thing about a thing? Like, just tell me what the thing is, and I'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And he's been yeah. super cool about like, like Jack does not choose topics. Mm-mm. He doesn't. Like, he leaves it up to us on the writing team to write what we're into at the time, and yes. like, and he just puts it all together and makes it beautiful. Like he basically he basically creates a forum um, and allows us to to post or furnish or create whatever the fuck we feel like. Yeah. Um, And and with with just through happenstance, it all seems to fit together. Yeah. Like that's what we were talking about at the last production meeting, like the the synchronicities that happen between the articles. Like we don't, we don't usually talk to each other about what we're writing. You know what I mean? And then like, for instance, one month I wrote about the honey Island swamp monster and someone Mm -hmm. else did a whole thing about bees about like, yeah, about like communication with bees, stuff like that. And like just the weird synchronicities that happen. It's, it's cool. It's yeah. pretty wild. Yeah. The, the time on the magazine has been awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good stuff. Like, um, I think it's the start of something special. Yeah, um, I agree. And I'm 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 honored and privileged to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the ground floor. <laughs> yes. We yes. got to start right at the beginning. That's pretty awesome. Right at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Aaron, we're well over an hour into this thing. So <laughs> I've had yeah. worse hours. Yeah, same. <laughs> I mean, an hour recorded. We've been talking for three and a half. So <laughs> I know, dude, bro, like you're such a dope ass person. Like, honestly, I could continue this conversation with you forever. So thank yeah. you. Thank Sam. you. Sam. No, it's it's been great. Um so tell the people where to find you, what you have coming up. Yeah, sure. Um, so Instagram is kind of our main vehicle. Um, we post something on there pretty much every day. Um, but it's really just a front for the podcast, which is what I would really like people to check out and, and offer their feedback on. Um, it's called Hey Strangeness. It's available on uh uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, Good Pods, uh, Spotify, all the all the things, all the things. Yeah. And then um, Strange Conversations is our other show where we interview, you know, other creators in the paranormal community. Um, our next episode will be on Monday, the thirty first, and our guests are the Campfire Tales podcast. Yeah. hosts you and Ryan so (laughs) this is so cool it's January 29th and we're having this conversation and on the 31st we get to hang out live on um, Instagram so I'm really excited about that yeah I'm stoked Um, for that too I'm really really happy about it Um, so yeah Instagram hey strangeness uh, all the podcast apps whatever Sorry, yeah. I spent a really long time answering this question. It's I okay. Bet. Everywhere you can listen to this podcast, you can listen to his podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And also, there will be links in the in the show notes for every single podcast we mentioned. <laughs> yes. So it's going to be like a, a waterfall of links for you there. Please and listen I, to them. Yes. We love I fully them so recommend much. you listen to every single one of them. Do so. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this, man. It's Bro, anytime. Yeah. It's been awesome. Right. I'll hang out with you any day of the week for four yeah. hours. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you definitely have to come back and do it again. It'll be fun. For sure, for sure. dude. All right. For sure.